2: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. At
0: five minutes after five o'clock on a Monday morning, the last Monday of April, it's the 27th. Welcome in. How was the weekend? Did you finish watching the draft? How do you think the Packers did as far as their picks are concerned? I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. I'm along with you on a Monday morning telling you you might want to prepare for a little rain, whether you're in Eau Claire, or La Crosse, Beaver Dam or Madison? It looks like everybody's going to get wet today. Daytime highs look like they'll be 70 degrees in Eau Claire, 63 in Madison. Tomorrow, more rain in the forecast, but probably in the afternoon. 65, the expected high in Madison. Tomorrow, 55, the expected high in Eau Claire. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has more weather details coming your way in about 15 minutes, including how much rain we can expect out of the next 48 hours' time. This afternoon, we'll get the latest crop progress. Update from Wisconsin farmers. Later this week, the governor is going to be involved in dairy conversations. The dairy signal created by the professional dairy producers of Wisconsin, will host Governor Tony Evers tomorrow, starting at noon Central Time. He will be joined by Interim Secretary at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, Randy Romanski. They'll share their insights into what's happening with the dairy industry today, what's happening at the state house, what's happening on the federal scene. And remember, the uh, dairy signal allows you... To also submit questions that the guest can then in answer in turn answer that's tomorrow on dairy signal find out more and get registered for that p d p w dot the milk dumping across the state continues. Uh, one farm alone, one family farm alone, reporting more than 600,000 gallons of milk has been dumped so far. How do you come to grips with that? That's a big question that Ryan Elby from Golden E. Dairy in West Bend is trying to deal with. He tells our own Josh Scramlin that, really, they're almost in denial right now.
3: Well, we just kind of pretend that we've come to grips with it. Um We haven't, but we have. Yeah, you can't molt in the moment. Um, You just accept it. You keep moving forward. But we are continuing to do the same uh, job every day, the best job we can for the animals and um, the land.
0: Ryan Elby, he is a dairy farmer, a family dairy farmer in West Bend, Wisconsin. A month now that they have been dumping their milk, and he says he's received no indication from their processor that they won't be dumping milk. Anytime soon. It's one of the unfortunate stories that COVID 19 has brought to the forefront here on the Farm Show. Coming up in just a moment, visiting with a dairy that thought they would be protected with their new strategies, working directly with schools, working directly with restaurants, working directly with a retail location on the farm. And now that's not working. Caitlin Riley brings us that story in just a moment.
3: It's Josh Gramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We certainly see all sectors of agriculture hurting, but particularly the dairy industry. We've seen milk dumping happen. We're seeing markets being lost, and uh, producers are certainly having to get creative. Now, uh, well, there's one producer over in Iowa where they are in a particular situation because they do have the processing. They had the market when it comes to schools, but what are they finding themselves in right now? Caitlin, you spoke to them a little bit more on that.
5: That's right, Josh. This is Caitlin Riley in the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse. And I had the chance to talk with Tom Weiner He's a co-owner of WW Homestead Dairy and Wakan So it's two farming families that came together around the time the industry was struggling with 2009 prices. So they started processing their own milk into cheese, ice cream, you name it. But now they're getting hit almost from both ends as their processed products, lost markets in schools and restaurants. And co-ops don't want to buy the excess milk that they aren't processing. So I caught up with Tom Wayner. To see what unique ways they're finding to adapt and get rid of that product, rather than let it go to waste.
6: We started up; it'll be nine years ago this summer. Two families: Tom Walliser and uh, his family, and our family went together and decided to get into value-added. That was shortly after the two thousand nine mess with the dairy industry and the prices. You know, at that time we were milking about a hundred cows, and farms on average lost about a thousand dollars of equity per cow that that year and we both had another generation that wanted to keep dairy farming so we decided that we were gonna if we we're gonna keep trying we we're gonna try something different the walsers have increased they were milking 120 or 30 and i think they're probably up 160 or plus right now we started with cheese curds and followed that shortly with with cream line milk then we had cream so we we were making ice cream butter block cheese And then we also got into later frozen breaded curds for deep frying. Um, We've added cottage cheese. So we've been expanding and, and going along. We maybe process close to half our milk, maybe a little less right now. It's a pretty substantial amount. I mean, compared to the big plants, you know, they do more in a day than we do in two years. But that's kind of the way that is. And it's been... A lot of work and and a lot of lessons learned along the way but it, it's been going well now when this hit in the course of a week or two we lost our schools which was three colleges and a, a school up in southern minnesota and um, a parochial school in, in uh, iowa here and then with the restaurant business with the frozen bread and curds and some other products butter and things like that 60 percent of our sales were gone pretty much in the course of two weeks so we had a uh, scramble on what we we're gonna do with that because we still had well like everybody else and and farmers whatever scale the milk, pork, beef, it's gotta go somewhere. Can't yeah. so just stop. And we switched things around, our online sales have gone through the roof, which is a lot of a lot of work for the amount of product, but when you're moving, you know, enough enough orders, it moves product. So that's what we needed to do. We we're fortunate to hook up with three schools. On the um, lunchbox programs are running. So, we were able to move a bunch of cheese curds and milk, half gallons and pints of milk and, and stuff like that through those programs. We came out and started donating milk to food banks and things like that. I mean, rather than throw it away, we would donate it. Since then, we started a program where we'll match their donations. If they donate 40 ounces of milk to a food bank, we'll match it. It's costing us a little something, but At least we're moving the product and not losing, not throwing the whole thing away.
5: Well, and still providing value to someone who needs it. Absolutely. Yep, yep. That's kind of where we're at now,
6: just going day to day here and and trying to keep things moving.
5: How long do you think that you can, can sustain something like this? Can you guys keep going like this? Or what can people do to help you?
6: You know, anything you can do to help move local product, just keep
5: buying dairy, beef, pork. Yeah, it's a
6: limited amount of time. And that's what's so frustrating is so many people have no idea. They don't have a clue just to shut down a complete economy. And I I was listening to a lady from the Iowa Restaurants Association, and she said that 20% of the restaurants in Iowa will not reopen. So week-to-week cash flow deal, and that's 25,000 plus jobs. Those are gone. Well, that's one industry in one small Midwest state take that times all the other businesses that are affected the same way and the government yeah they're trying to help out they need to as far as i'm concerned they're a big part of the cause of this deciding to go this route but they can't pop enough money into into the economy to keep things running that payroll plan had, if they ran out of money in a matter of days on that and now they're bucking as to whether they to extend that or open it up again we can't afford to we can't afford not to People don't realize how everything's connected. All this milk that's getting dumped, that all had a home. That was all going somewhere. From the dairy farmer's perspective, we weren't getting paid enough for it, but we were still producing. It's still going somewhere. Now they're talking about euthanizing hogs, pushing them in a hole and burying them. Everything's connected. I don't know what the answer is. I know what it's not, and this is not it, and this is not sustainable. And I just hope that it doesn't go over a cliff where all of a sudden okay there is no pork in the stores there is no milk because the whole system has been disrupted and everything is connected but i just believe that when it's all said and done you know the coronavirus of 2020 is not going to be remembered for the lives lost to the virus which is is tragic there's just no no other way about it but when you compare that to the businesses lost the lives destroyed from this uh, economic collapse it could get really serious in a hurry.
5: Once again, that's Tom Wayner, a co owner of WW Homestead Dairy in Wakan, talking about some of the challenges that they are definitely facing because of coronavirus, but they are indeed looking for creative solutions, whether it's with their online sales, donating to pantries, and doing match donations. One thing that I've also seen on their social media is that now that the weather has been nicer, they've been selling curbside shakes. They noted that some businesses bought shakes for some of their customers, and there's also been a ripple effect of kindness in the community where some of of the customers have been purchasing shakes for those who were behind them in line. So that's always nice to see, especially at a time like this. From the western end of the world's longest barn in Lacrosse, I'm Caitlin Riley.
2: Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
7: Baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet.
5: But the most important moment happens when we all stand together.
7: United for a great cause. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer
5: as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. I'm Jordana Brewster. I'm Candace Patton.
7: Joe Manganello. I'm Matt Damon. And cancer has in some way touched all of us. Visit StandUpToCancer.org. Stand up with us.
1: As you're getting through this situation, thanks for helping our local restaurants stay afloat, especially if they're still able to do to go orders. At the Thirsty Goat, they're doing just that, trying to get you that quality food as long as they're able to. Check it out on Facebook, The Thirsty Goat. And what they're doing now is DoorDash and curbside menu. There's no touch pickup offered daily from 3 until 7 p.m. From smokehouse favorites to delicious burgers, there's even options on the kids' menu and dessert. Thirsty Goat. Goat is on Facebook. The website is thirstygoatbrew.com. Continuing to offer curbside pickup 3 till 7 p.m. or DoorDash delivery every day from 3 until 6 30 p.m. Take a break from what's in your pantry and help support one of the area's popular restaurant establishments, The Thirsty Goat. Browse the special menu online at thirstygoatbrew.com and use either the DoorDash option or curbside no-touch pickup. The Thirsty Goat will be offering this service as long as they can.
2: What happens in the kitchen should stay in the kitchen. There shouldn't be sawdust and raw materials all over the house if that's the only room getting remodeled. Some contractors understand that, and some make sure a kitchen remodel stays in the kitchen from beginning to end. That's all good. Edge Construction can do a kitchen remodel in as little as 10 days. Check out their work at edgeconstructioncompany.com. See how amazing work can be done in less time. It's true. Edgeconstructioncompany.com. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: All right, uh, we will be catching up with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist and weather details in just a moment. First, a couple more updates on what's happening across the state to try to move those dairy products to folks that need them cheesemaker up in northwest Wisconsin in O'Galley is actually donating cheese curds to a local high school. O'Galley Cheese is donating 150 pounds of cheese curds every week for the rest of the school year to the Durand, Arkansas School District in Durand. The curds donated to the school district are distributed to the kids through their lunch deliveries. Steve Beekle is from O'Galley Cheese. He says the program helps school kids and helps dairy farmers.
8: Every little bit helps, and it takes 10 pounds of milk to make one pound of curd, so every pound of curd that's sold makes a big difference. So, And it's just so nice to see the community kind of come together and and support the dairy farmers however they can.
0: Steve Beekle from uh, O'Galley Cheese says although the dairy industry is under tremendous strain and there are a lot of bad things happening to Wisconsin agriculture, he says still the community support that he's witnessing across the state is turning out to be a shining star. Steve Beekle from O'Galley Cheese, again donating 150 pounds of cheese curds every week for the rest of the school year to the students at the Durand, Arkansas School District. There are some really good stories happening out there. If something like this is happening in your community, please share it with us. You can send us a message on Facebook, Fabulous Farm Babe, or go to MidwestFarmReport.com and send us an email. Just make sure that we know what's happening in your community. In fact, right now at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, you'll see a video from the Wapon FFA. On Friday, the chapter of the FFA handed out 1,200 gallons of milk to three different locations in their community. Giving that milk to people that were in need didn't take very long to distribute either. That's just one of the stories we've got up at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, MidwestFarmReport.com. We'll take a quick break. Your weather update with Stumach next.
3: Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do
0: what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural
2: Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
0: Farmers thinking about taking advantage of low fuel prices, buy a new farm fuel tank direct from the manufacturer. 1,550-gallon farm tanks are in stock at USEMCO. USEMCO fuel tanks go through a rigorous process of sandblasting followed by urethane coating to prevent rusting. They've got a full factory warranty and are easy to move with a skid-type design. Don't just get any fuel tank. Get the best quality and the best pricing by buying direct. Call Cal 608 372-5911. 372-5911. USEMCO, Use highways 12 and 16 on the east side of Toma. All righty, 521 now on a Monday morning and time to find out what's coming our way weather-wise. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype to give us the latest. You know what? I am so glad that COVID-19 has not taken away my grilling privileges. Yesterday was absolutely glorious. It was so nice to be able to be outside, have the doors and windows open. Uh, the bugs aren't out there just yet. And like I said, some, something about that steak on that grill, just, it just made it feel like COVID-19 went away for a little while. You know what I mean?
4: Oh, it was a beautiful spring day, Pam. I mean, it worked out to be a real nice wrap up to the weekend. I have no doubt, but as this week gets started and as my farm neighbors were all busy, busy, busy all weekend. Today, we're going to run into a little bit of a slowdown because there is some precipitation trying to build in northwest of Eau Claire this morning, up along the St. Croix River Valley and up into northeast Minnesota. That activity is going to push a bit further east and southeast. Some sprinkles over near the Fox Valley. They'll cross into even Beaver Dam and Fond du Lac and Oshkosh this morning. We'll all be dealing with some rain. Not as big of a deal here with this initial wave. You know, rain amounts a couple of tenths of an inch, a quarter inch, if you will. Uh, Still mostly cloudy today. Some fog around and pretty nice temperatures. Low 60s in the east and south. Could be 70 at La Crosse. Mid 60s at Eau Claire. Very mild indeed, but breezy. 5 to 15, gusting to 30 out of the south today. A little rain takes us into the evening. Some fog around later on, mid 40s. That's more like normal this time of the year. And then there's tomorrow. Low pressure is going to build in and stay just on the southern edge of Wisconsin, but I expect it to bring rain, showers, even thunderstorms around. They'll develop midday tomorrow into the afternoon, last overnight into early Wednesday, breezy with that rain around into Wednesday. Here's the one I don't like. Rain amounts easily in the half to one inch range with some thunderstorms in that central part of Wisconsin. Rain amounts over an inch to an inch and a half. Could be the possibility. A little more wet weather around that point. Mid-60s yet for tomorrow. Mid-50s on Wednesday, Pam. Wednesday, the cool day. It all turns around, and we head toward Thursday and Friday again, back into the 60s, back to normal, and a drier way to wrap up the week. Ooh,
0: inch, inch and a half. That's going to take us a while to get rid of after it starts drying out, though, too.
4: Yeah, unfortunately, that's going to put things to a screeching halt. You know, we get drying for several days, and looking farther ahead, I'd say the next little rain chance, probably Saturday night or into Sunday. Ah,
0: rats. Okay, very good. Thank you, Stu. Appreciate it. Talk to you tomorrow.
4: You bet. Have a great day.
0: Stumach is our ag meteorologist, and let's take a look at current conditions around the state. Eau Claire, you're starting off with cloudy skies, currently 52 degrees. La Crosse, clear and 55. Mawston, partly cloudy, you're at 46. Fond du Lac, cloudy skies and 45. Beaver Dam, cloudy skies, 43. At the airport in Madison, we're looking at partly cloudy skies and 46 degrees. Hey, we encourage you to uh, get involved in our rainfall reporting. All you need to do is have a rain gauge, basically. If you don't don't have one, I might have a spare one we can share with you. Jump on Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, send me a message, and I'll see what I can do. Or if you've already got your rain gauge and you want to keep track, the toll-free number that you can call anytime, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. You can call that line anytime, and we'll be glad to get back to you. It's 525.
2: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
1: Have you
5: thought about how COVID-19 might affect your farm? You need a contingency plan in writing. Then share it with everyone who needs to know what to do and when to do it in order to keep your farm working, if you can't. The point is you need to be ready for anything – and that means taking care of yourself and planning carefully for your farm, starting today. So please, plant safe and plant smart. Visit ncga.com COVID-19. A
8: message from Wisconsin Corn.
5: When
2: you cool your home with an Infinity System from Carrier, you can rest easy knowing that you're providing the right choice and comfort and energy efficiency for your family. With a parts-limited warranty of up to 10 years and SEER ratings of up to 21, Carrier systems offer reliable solutions to your family's home cooling needs. For greater comfort and peace
8: of mind, turn to the experts at Carrier. Call Gryber Heating and Sheet Metal in Wanakee. Gryber is your Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer and President's Award winner for excellent customer service.
7: Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself.
2: This is a event.
7: Promises to one's community.
2: Healthy people move out of their house.
7: Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won.
8: Benjamin Plumbing continues to be your friend in the plumbing business with the utmost respect for the safety of your family. Like a fresh, clean pair of gloves at each service location, touch surfaces wiped down with disinfectant after each job, using hand sanitizer before and after entering your home, and washing hands at every opportunity, maintaining social distancing by entering through the garage or basement. Better yet, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs contact your sanitized and germ-free friends at Benjamin Plumbing.
9: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
10: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
9: Benjamin Plumbing.
2: Educated mortgage the smartest way home. Call Dan the Mortgage Man.
11: When you're ready to buy a home, it's the right time to buy a home. There's no need to wait for extra money to put down or timing the market perfectly. The sooner you can own a home, the better off you'll be financially as you'll start saving money and creating net worth. And MLS number 222-652.
9: Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin is an association founded on the principles of free enterprise and merit construction. We are nearly 900 companies strong, and we believe in enriching individuals through personal achievement. We set the standard for safety, quality, and integrity in construction. And we offer a wide range of services to contractors, suppliers, and other professionals in the industry. Be part of our success. Learn more at abcwi.org.
3: Most people look at roofing as a necessary evil instead of really looking at it as a priority that's going to take care of them for as long as they live.
5: Some people have shingles blow off their roof. Ice dams are a big issue. Their shingles start to curl and disintegrate. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta metal roof.
3: SWITAmetalroofing.com. metal
2: Sweet, metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need.
9: You've been a do-it-yourself for your entire life. It's going to be one heck of a party someday. It's your life celebration party, and you should be the general contractor. This is Matt Gunderson at Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care. We've been helping plan out life celebrations for nearly 100 years, and it costs nothing to prearrange. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center.
0: Home.
9: Jordan Love, the 26th pick trading up for the Packers, Brian Gutekunst, the Stones. I don't know how he walked out. Well, I guess he was in his house. The Stones, Robbie. <laughs> what do we think of it?
3: Oh, I'm a big fan of the pick, Evo. I, Same. I, I, was just, I, I was just telling Nelly that, you know, it's, it, you're 50-50 in round one anyways. And if, and if you really have identified a guy as a potential starter and a potential star at the quarterback position, which without question, Evo, is, is the toughest position in sports to find a great player, to, to, to find a franchise changing player. And if, if you deep down believe that this guy can do that and clearly they, the Packers do because not only did they take them, they traded up to get them. Um, you, you have to swing for the fences, and I mean, I I think back to to February of '92 when, when Ron Wolf absolutely got butchered for trading a uh, trading a first round pick to to go ahead and get a second round pick named Brett Favre, and the Packer Nation just destroyed him for it. And Mississippi, you I mean, talk You're about, about Mississippi? Yeah, exactly, and then, you know, Wolf was getting letters back then every single day. From I mean, who writes letters anymore? But Wolf was getting tons of letters back then. But Robbie, you I know? bet you
9: a lot of Packer fans right now are writing letters to to Brian Krudekuns. They might, they <laughs> might. They, they, maybe
3: they found a way to get his address last night through that telecast, right? Yeah. You know, well, yeah, they're mad at um, the Favre. You know, Teddy T got crucified for. Um, going ahead and taking Rogers in 05, and, and that has worked out absolutely fine. I mean, at, at some point, guys, you know, you know this, you've got to find the next guy. And Rodgers turns 37 this season, um, in the, in Green Bay's last two trips to the NFC championship game, guys, uh, Atlanta in 16, and then last year against the Niners, uh, at, at halftime, the Packers had zero points. Um, it, and at some point yep. in time, and I put this on Twitter last night, organizations make a decision that, we cannot win a championship anymore with this particular quarterback or this particular player and and green bay will obviously never come out and say that actions speak louder than words though and and you certainly get the feeling they feel that way right now with rogers
9: um rob i couldn't agree more brian gudukun's made some comments last night i know you were listening and it was along the lines of rogers knows you know uh, essentially, what we're in, what business we're in, and what the future is, and what we're going to do with these picks, like Brian Gudikunst to me—I mean, that's Cliff Note version. Brian Gudikunst to me kind of put his foot down and says, "I'm planning for the future because do you, don't don't
3: you want a GM? That's planning for the future, a thousand percent." And and guys, you've watched this over the last ten years since since so much in the CBA has changed, and you know quarterbacks don't come in the Jamarcus Russells of the world and. People like that, where, where you're tied to them with $15, $20 million contracts right out of the shoot. Quarterbacks today, guys, just don't get the money they once did and certainly the guaranteed money they once did. So far and away the easiest way to, to win a title right now, and Russell Wilson did it in his early days in Seattle, Patrick Mahomes. Just did it this year is to is to find yourself a really good quarterback on a rookie deal. Dallas was close this past year with Dak Prescott. Um, if, if you get that quarterback, guys, on a rookie deal and then build around him, and I mean Rogers is, is the last contract, guys, that Rogers signed averages thirty three and a half million dollars a year. That's about one sixth of your salary cap. You know, Love's going to make when this is all said and done four or five a year. So now you're now you're saving thirty million dollars a year at that position. And you can, at the quarterback position, and you can go out and beef up, you know, offensive tackle and running back and wide receiver and corner, wherever it is you want to spend that money and put together a dynamic roster. And if, and if you get above average quarterback play, which they'll obviously believe at the point in time where they shifted over from Rodgers to love that they can, that they can get that, then you are set up to really make a run at greatness. It's a lot harder, guys, when you're paying your quarterback. In the top two, three, four, five salaries in football, which is where Green Bay is right now. Now, the way it is right now, Evo, you know the Packers are going to be tied to Rodgers for the next couple of years yeah. because because the dead cap money is going to be so high. It's fifty one million right now. It's thirty one mm. million, you know, um, heading into the twenty twenty one season. But they can get out of this contract pretty easily after twenty twenty one. Probably turn it over to love and and go from there,
9: Rob. I can only get so excited, dude. I'm like I'm like stoked. I'm like the only one. I guess you too. I was oh, stirring I, the pot. I, I'm,
3: with, I'm with evil. I was it, stirring it, the it, pot it, it on time.
9: Twitter and Facebook last night, and their Packer Nation. I like to call a large section of them cheeseheads. The one that want to fire everyone and overreact. The cheeseheads are out of their minds.
2: Farm goddess, agricultural princess. Queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with
0: Pam young I've got an update for you before 6 o'clock. Sherry Tussler is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force. It's headquartered in Milwaukee but serves food pantries all across the state. Remember last week we announced that the dairy farmers of Wisconsin, along with the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection and the Hunger Tor- Task Force, had teamed up for what they're calling the Wisconsin Dairy Recovery Program. Basically, it's bringing the industry together along with resources to make sure that they're purchasing dairy, Wisconsin dairy, for our food pantries. It is up and rolling. The program is doing well. Sherry Tussler is going to give us an update on how much money they've already invested in those dairy purchases and what you can do to help in your local communities. Stick around for that. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Service's Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. On this day, back in 1951, General Douglas MacArthur came to Milwaukee. Ironically, it was only 16 days after he was relieved of command of the Allied forces in Korea. MacArthur wanted to come to Milwaukee and meet some of the men that served under his command in the Philippines. He made that visit to Milwaukee on this date back in 1951. On this date, 2005, the Airbus A380 took to the skies for the very first time. It's a double-decker airliner, the world's largest commercial jet, started on this date back in 2005. Now you're seeing stories all over the news about how uh, big jets are ending up sitting on runways because orders are getting canceled all around the world, and COVID-19 continuing to make its presence felt. Our dairy industry continues to work on making sure you can get all the dairy that you want. Chad Vincent is the CEO of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Remember, that is the group driven entirely by dairy farm families' checkoff dollars. I caught up with him last week and asked him to give me an update on what's happening as far as stopping limits on dairy in the grocery store.
11: We set up a website because we heard farmers saying, look, I'm tired of going into stores and seeing you can only buy one gallon of milk and one pound of butter. So we put together a website, which is uh, wisconsindairy.org slash limits And we've had over 350 people call, send emails, get in, get in touch with us saying, look, here's the store that I saw it in, what can you do about it? So we got staff that is dealing with this and calling the stores and reaching out directly to try and get those those signs down. Um, we partnered with Wisconsin Grocers Association, which has a reach of all 900 grocer in, grocers in the state, and they've been sending out weekly e-blasts for us, um, talking about can we get the signs down and can we get the support dairy signs up. So we've actually created signs you'll be seeing in a bunch of stores. They're already in, uh, they're already in hundreds of stores across the state, saying support Wisconsin dairy farmers, buy milk, buy Wisconsin milk, buy Wisconsin cheese, buy Wisconsin dairy. So the retailers are up and helping us get the message out there, and they realize how important dairy is to the state.
0: Right, right, and it's not. Uh, I've seen it also with uh, some of the restaurants that are doing curbside service or drive-through. Uh, some, right on their right on their menu, encouraging people to think right. about some of the dairy as well.
11: Yeah, I mean we've got places like um, where we've got partnerships going on with, uh, with with Culver's. Always, we've got things with Toppers in town. Um, with the uh, with cousins, they are all taking our pro dairy, pro Wisconsin farm, and putting it on their websites because that's really where people are going now. People are are ordering online and they go into pickup, so they're doing they're putting us front and center on there to uh, to remind people how important dairy is to the state. Mm-hmm. You know, we even had the Packers retweeted us support, support Wisconsin dairy farmers uh, last week. It over two hundred, you know, reached over two million people.
0: Wow. Yeah. Let's uh talk also about the the food bank efforts. I mean, although that doesn't get as much uh credit for dairy farmers of Wisconsin, you guys are in the background trying to pull these I want to say pull these deals together however you can.
11: Absolutely. You know, we we've, we've worked we got pulled in uh, a few weeks ago with uh Randy Matski at the Department of Agriculture. And as we listened to the calls, boy, you know, this food bank system is so complex, Pam. It is it is incredibly complex with so many. You know, there's like, so anyway, our staff put together 79 um, food banks and food pantries in the state, and we've been reaching out to each one of them and asking them, what products do you need? What kind of limitations do you have? Do you have refrigeration? How much space do you have? And what kind of products are you looking for? And then our other, we've got another network of folks that is taking that information and reaching out to the dairy company saying, what do you have when you're trying to get there? Because we get calls in the morning hey, I've got 40,000 pounds of five-pound bricks of Swiss that I need to move somewhere in the state. I want to donate. Where can I get it to? And so what we do, and we've got the database now, so we're just making a marriage thing. Here's this food bank this is, that's in the wheelhouse of what they need. Call this person, and then it's up to you guys, and they, they make this stuff happen. You know, and you have people like Sargento donating $2 million with a product last week. It's the, the, the industry is stepping up to try and make sure that they can move cheese and dairy products out of their plants and out of warehouses so they can and get them to people that need it.
0: Chad Vincent, CEO, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin about the efforts that the industry is taking along with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin to try to keep that dairy channel moving. Let's get you started in the right direction as far as markets are concerned. Mark Oppold joining us this morning with your bottom line. Well, as we begin this last week
11: of April, there are a lot of planters that are sitting idle. We would expect good progress numbers to show up in tonight's update. Nationwide, corn planting 18, maybe 20%. There are some estimates even higher than that. Now, moisture is one factor. Soil temperature is another. They haven't warmed up all that much in that northern belt. It's still below 50 degrees in a wide area. We look for December corn to hold our 3.32 support early week here. November soybeans won't drift too far from 8.40, and we think Kansas City July wheat can rebound back closer to the 4.90 level. Rain needed in the Plains, in Europe, and in Russia as well. This is the Bottom Line Report.
0: Thanks, Mark. In overnight electronic trade this morning, we've got December corn trading down two and a quarter cents at three thirty-four. November soybeans right now are actually up three cents at eight forty-four July wheat, down a nickel five twenty-five a bushel. Friday in Chicago barrel cheese gained a penny at one hundred five. Forty-pound block cheese was up two cents at one oh seven. Double A butter up four and a half to finish the week at a dollar fourteen and a half.
2: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey.
6: Johnson
2: Tractor from land to lawn.
8: Johnson Tractor is open to serve you through planting season and beyond. They're still open for parts, service, sales, business, and a modified way. Stop out to Johnson Tractor and take a look at the large outdoor inventory available from Kubota to Case IH and more. Johnson Tractor, Jamesville, Judah.
2: Johnson Tractor from land to lawn
5: air conditioner overheated whether it's a quick fix or time for something new you need a dealer who knows what it takes to keep things cool and a bryant dealer does whatever it takes it takes attention to detail the right tools and friendly knowledgeable service bottom line it takes a bryant dealer to keep your family cool
8: call hillstead heating and cooling systems 231-3888 they'll do whatever it takes call hillstead today
7: bryant whatever it takes In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet.
5: But the most important moment happens when we all stand together,
7: united for a great cause.
2: We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message. That we, together, will defeat defeat cancer. cancer.
8: I'm Matt Damon.
5: I'm Candace Patton.
2: Joe Manganiello.
5: Jordana Brewster.
8: Zachary Levi.
5: I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us.
2: So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in
8: honor of all loved ones affected by this disease.
0: Visit StandUpToCancer.org. Stand up with us.
2: If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam young
0: Well, we told you last week about the efforts between the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade and Consumer Protection, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and the Hunger Task Force that's uh, headquartered in Milwaukee but serves a large geographic quadrant in Wisconsin. It's called the Wisconsin Dairy Recovery Partnership and basically what it's trying to do is connect some of that surplus dairy that we've all been talking about with the people that so very much need it. And joining us for an update is is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force, Sherry Tusler. So, Sherry, the fantastic news when the Wisconsin Dairy Recovery Partnership was announced was that the Hunger Task Force board had committed up to a million dollars in this effort of trying to connect those in need with our great Wisconsin dairy products. Give me an update.
10: Well, as of Monday, we spent $799,000 on Wisconsin dairy We've made commitments for fluid milk and various types of cheese, and we are in the process right now of arranging deliveries of that milk and cheese. So beginning on Monday, um, groups as far north as Burnett County or Ashland and as far south as Kenosha will start seeing Englehart Dairy dropping off milk and cheese at their door.
0: How has the industry responded? I mean, uh, when we initially talked, you mentioned some of the partners like Kemp's in Cedarburg and Chalet Co-op Cheese uh, stepping forward. And that kind of surprised you and your staff because they are not necessarily people that you had previously worked with.
10: Right. The Chalet Cheese people have an amazing story. They're a historic a cooperative. It's been around since the late 1800s and 17 farm families, and they have the secret to Limburger cheese. But we didn't buy Limburger because we didn't think it would be super popular. Instead, they're making us some Baby Swiss, which is also one of their award-winning projects or products. and. Um, my experience with dairy farmers so far has been that they're just really fair and reasonable people, and they just want to help, and they want to get an honest dollar for an honest day's worth of work.
0: Right, right. And now let's talk a little bit about where we go from here. In case you missed the number, folks, uh, she had up to a million dollars to dedicate to this project. $799,000 already out the door, which means funds are going to get gone incredibly quick. Uh, So they can still step forward, Sherry. People that are hearing us talk are still being encouraged to financially donate. How can they do that?
10: can go online at hungertaskforce.org, or they can write a check and send it to Hunger Task Force at 201 South Holly Court in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, We did have one donor who came forward this week and offered $100,000, but he wanted it matched. Okay. So if they would like to match, you know, a small check is great. A big check is great. Whatever you have that you can make a contribution, that way we can meet that matching requirement and we can go ahead and call KEMPS and get some more milk out.
0: You know, we talk, you're talking to the farm director, so obviously I'm all about my farm families, the processors are, that are caught in such a, a, a quandary right now. But you tell me about the people that have been already impacted by this, Sherry. You said you've been uh, kind of doing a food distribution at the Hunger Task Force headquarters. Just tell me a little bit
10: about the human side of this effort. Well, this week our team was out um, at a place called Wilson Park here in Milwaukee, and we were distributing stock boxes, which we normally would do for seniors. But instead of them coming into the building and signing for it, they drove through in their car with their window rolled up, and we checked their name off. But when they got to the turn, that was me. I would say, unroll your window and let them know that we had milk. And they were so thankful for the milk. They literally said, I don't have to go to the store now, thank you. Right, And that kept them safer. They were grateful. And they were like, this is such an amazing story that people are getting the milk. I saw it on the news and I wanted to know where it would go. And I didn't think it was going to come to me.
0: Mm -hmm. How many people do you estimate in just a matter of that one incident, Sherry, you touched with this dairy effort?
10: 150 people went through that day in an hour and a half, and they took anywhere between one and four gallons of milk each. Wow, nice. Nice. Yeah. It was now, very cool. I can't wait to see the cheese come.
0: They're going to get really excited <laughs> when we have cheese. Now let's talk a little bit also. I mean, that's not like I, although uh, like I said, I'm all about my, my Wisconsin dairy folks, but you have, you've have really become a very critical partner for a lot of people that are facing food insecurity. Uh, tell me a little bit about what your foyer of your headquarters looks like as we all fight to try to keep our spirits up and remember why we're here.
10: It's decorated in amazing thank-you notes and cards, thoughts, well-wishes, prayers for people um, who are responding to the COVID pandemic. They know that we're here at work, and they wanted to thank us for coming into work. If you were to drive up to the Hunger Task Force, somebody placed a sign out in front that said, Heroes Work Here. And there are all these American flags decorating our fence. Ah. I love
0: to hear it, and so and so absolutely uh, do. Now, we have been talking about people that can financially contribute. We sure would appreciate your dollars to help match that $100,000 commitment. Remember, she said she's got somebody that wants to donate $100,000 to this dairy effort, but they want it matched. So that's where you get involved. Go to the Hunger Task Force website. That's hungertaskforce.org backslash dairy, and... And uh, make a financial commitment, or you can find the website, the address uh, for the actual physical uh, check you might want to send. There's other ways, Sherry, that people can still get involved with this uh, Wisconsin dairy recovery effort. Tell me a little bit about logistics and how individuals, companies, schools, uh, a lot of different places may be able to step in and help. Tell me how.
10: Sure. We've got Hunger Relief Federation partners across the state who are running food pantries who have maybe a two-door cooler, and Englehart's going to drive up with two skids, one with milk, one with cheese. They need a place to store that. And so if people can let us know if they have a large-scale cooler in their school or their church, if they can support their local pantry, that would be awesome. Um, if you're a logistics company and you got some spare trucking, um, that we need to get food to various places across the state, and we need to do it uh, as a regular delivery. And some of the money we have will pay those needs. We just have to sort of connect all the dots um, in order to make sure that we're helping everybody.
0: Okay. And again, uh, can they coordinate through the website if they have those uh, particular skill sets available? They can. Okay, good. Hungertaskforce.org backslash dairy if you have to find a specific location. Sherry Tusler is along with us. She is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force headquartered in Milwaukee, but again, uh, uh, serving the state. We mentioned at the top of this conversation... Up to a million dollars that she was entrusted to be able to spend on the Wisconsin Dairy Recovery Partnership, $799,000 of that money already out the door. Where do you go from here then, Sherry? Tell me a little bit about the strategy you're going to employ for those final few dollars.
10: Well, I think we're going to sit on it for additional milk because we want to cover the rest of the state in milk. Um, But where we go from here, Pam, is actually um, the USDA announced a $3 billion bailout through the Agricultural Marketing Service. And there's going to be application available through them on Friday for um, groups like us to continue what we've already started. And so they want us to build what they think of as a harvest box, but we would probably call a Wisconsin farmer uh, food box. And that box would be filled with nothing but Wisconsin products. And so we're hearing that the pork industry, um, the beef industry, the potato industry, and others are going to be struggling um, because of the restaurant and school closures. And so we are looking to put together an application that would include all of our partners um, and bring in, again, many, many, many millions of dollars in federal resources to help farmers here in Wisconsin.
0: Well, I think it sounds like we're going to have another conversation in our future, Sherry, then, to see how successful that uh, next phase is. And uh, we sincerely wish you and your staff the best, and we'll keep looking for an update on not just how the Wisconsin Dairy Recovery Partnership moves forward, but also that uh, next phase of that Wisconsin uh, Farmer Box goes, all right? Sounds good. Excellent. Along with us today, she is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force, Sherry Tussler. She is the uh, spearhead behind a lot of what's been going on lately, trying to help people that otherwise face food insecurity get connected with real Wisconsin dairy products and soon more real Wisconsin agriculture products. From uh, the Midwest Farm Reports, I'm Pam Yonke
2: can't get enough farm news the stories you hear and more 24 7 at midwestfarmreport.com this is the midwest farm report with pam Youngkey.
8: There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Reclaim water from cow manure? Wisconsin-based Aqua Innovations proprietary nutrient concentration system delivers pathogen-free organic fertilizer. Fewer trucks on.